Oh yeah, I think we did different levels. We did like 0 0.3, 0 0.5, 0 0.3 retinol with 0.2% Bakuchi yeah. or something like that. And holy crap, it was <laughs> aggressive. Some of them failed. Yeah. Was not expected. People were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, welcome back, guys. This is the Chemist Confessions podcast, a human conversation on all the skincare science we talk about. I'm Victoria. And I'm Gloria. And before we get into the topic of the day, which is Bakuchio. Woo! You know, I know we always called it Bakuchio. But then an ingredient supplier said it's bakuchio. I kind of like bakuchio. Yeah. You might hear us regress back to that here yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah. So we've been trying to correct ourselves. Those guys have studied it for way longer, so we'll follow their suit. Uh -huh. Before we get into that, um, one thing we realized from last episode is there's a lot of people who don't know who we are. That is true. <laughs> we, we are just like, I'm going to Victoria. Just oh, let's go. Two Asian chicks talking about skincare science. Because <laughs> we can. Um, yeah. So we figure we will reintroduce ourselves to everyone who's maybe new to our podcast. Yeah. Um, we are both cosmetic chemists. We are formulators that at this point have been doing our thing for over 10 years. Where we could go to a high go? school reunion at this point. No. <laughs> Yeah. beauty high school reunion <laughs> okay yeah and uh yeah gloria what'd you work on there yeah so both of us we worked at the same jayhujig beauty Jai company <laughs> and i worked in their active skincare lab um servicing brands who you know specializing high levels of actives i'm talking about peels both at the home use level and the professional level um antioxidant just any actives you can think of i did a short stint in a makeup lab i a lot of respect for those chemists. I do not wish to go back. And also, <laughs> I am so lucky. I never had a foundation project because I would the probably undertones. call my yeah. I did a lip project where I didn't. My project wasn't even really about the color. It's more about performance. Mm -hmm. But just like the undertones in the reds, I want to claw my eyes out. <laughs> but anyway, that was a that's a little stint on my that's my background. So. Yeah, and um, I started out working for a brand, and then also skin. We were in the skincare lab, so started on a brand and then moved into more like upstream anti-aging um i guess and that actually doesn't mean a lot because in terms of the general ingredients it wasn't even that really focused i got to work on like a lot of different types of formats from like cleansers serums sunscreens all of that can fall under anti-aging um and fun fact gloria and i really bonded because she got to dump a project on me and that wasn't very fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, when I moved and transitioned into the anti-aging role, I really got to work with Gloria, and Gloria was like, here it is, bye bye <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then after that, then we both got to work on very similar, but Types of project, holy yeah. hell, like, like, in the personalizing skincare realm and that's also how we further bonded yeah so if you've been um if you've been listening to our podcast for some time we've gone through a couple rants a couple years ago yeah. because personalization was such a big thing and people are asked <laughs> us how we feel about it but how do we feel about it do you really want to know but yeah that's how we bonded yeah so that's all to say that basically we've been industry insiders for a while and figured the skincare science can be helpful to you all. So with that, let's start, get into Bakuchio. All right. So we, again, we pulled everyone on their Bakuchio questions and we got a lot of really good questions mm -hmm. and we realized that even though it's been been a buzz ingredient for a few years a lot of people are still very confused mm -hmm. on just what it's all about mm -hmm. uh at tissue asked <laughs> <Does he> <laughs> <shoot>? <laughs> i just 
just read that out loud. <laughs> I just feel like such an asshole. <laughs> Whatever, I'll put the question up. I'm not gonna read it. Tissue. We also bonded over the same humor. Anyway, tissue. I just want to know if that's how they do. They realize her. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. It's a great handle if they didn't realize it. Yeah. Um. So we got. Actually, a lot of questions just on the premise of what is it. So we have questions like, mm-hmm. what is Bakuchio? And people also ask, why is it called a retinal alt? Are they similar and how effective is it? So we'll start with, what is Bakuchio? Well, it's actually not necessarily a plant extract. It's a compound derived from a plant. Um, and that might be confusing you guys, but basically they got to do a lot of things to it to get isolated. Isolate. Yeah. And so this compound comes from the Bobchi plant. Um, on the inky, you might also see it as Sorelia corallifolia. Yeah, and we would say that just this might be jumping way ahead to the end of the episode, but when you're shopping, <laughs> we do recommend when you're looking at green lids to look for a Bacuccio as an isolated compound, yeah. not as the Siloria extract form. Yeah, so anyway, these actually have been used for a long time. It has Ayurveda and TCM, mm-hmm. all traditional Chinese medicine roots. And it didn't really become a thing until the cosmetic industry, specifically a company called Scythion, kind of stepped it up and released a paper on it in 2007. Yeah, and so basically, um, it basically was a really made a splash in the news in the scientific cosmetic sci- uh, science realm um, by saying that Bacuchial is a retinal alternative. And they did this doing a gene expression study. Mm-hmm. Okay, so through this gene expression study, what it does is it starts um, basically looking at what genes it flags for, and it, it basically creates this profile. Mm-hmm. And through that, they they this profile, they're going to match it with the retinal profile to see if there's any similarities. Mm-hmm. And so through that, they see that, oh, there's actually quite a few of the main retinal I guess expressions, a lot of them is like um, for things like procollagen um, that seem to match. And through that, they made the statement that it can be a retinal alternative. Yep. So it's not to say that they are actually structurally similar to retinoids at all. We'll put the structure up on the screen. You might take a quick look and be like, oh, yeah, it's got a ring and a little tail. But <laughs> if you look at it closer, <laughs> it's, let's just say if you took Orgo, you'll know that these compounds are not the same at all. They're not in the same family. It's not an actual retinoid. Mm-hmm. But because Sethian says that it triggers the same type of gene expressions, Therefore, it can be considered a retinoid. But mm-hmm. like Victoria said, it's a gene expression study. It's done in vitro in a gel. So how does that really translate to in vivo? Is it actually, topically speaking, on par with retinol? That's the more important question. Yeah. So we're going to look into this and basically try to answer, is Bakukil the new retinol? But with that, quick break. Did you know our double player retinol can be used for both face and eye? It took us two years to create a formula that was dermatologist approved for the eye area, but effective enough to use for full face. And if you don't believe us, just check out our clinical test. Actually, after just six weeks of use, our subjects saw significant improvement for dark circles, crow's feet, and hyperpigmentation. And we actually got even more results at 12 weeks as well. So we're really proud of this formula. Um, And for all of our loyal podcast listeners, please use code CCPODCAST2024 and get 15% off your first order. All right, we are back. Um, yeah, so of course, being really, really seriously touted as a plant replacement for retinol, we have to look at it in comparison with retinol directly. And looking for us, they're 
are studies out there that compare the two. If you do a quick search about bacuchiol and retinol, um, you'll might stumble upon something, um, an article that'll talk about, yeah, is it as effective as retinol? And in this statement, they actually even quote the paper we're about to go through um, that says, in a double-blind study conducted by a British association of dermatologists, bacuchiol and retinol were found to have significantly decreased wrinkle surface area and hyperpigmentation, with the only main difference being that the retinol users experienced more dryness and stinging than bacuchiol users. Wow, wow, wow. These researchers really like Bakuchio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> interesting takeaway. I can see how they came to those conclusions, but let's actually look at the paper. There's a couple clinical studies done on Bakuchio that led to it mm. getting the repu- reputation. And I will say there it's pretty interesting. Um, so let's take a closer look at this. Um, this is a randomized double blind uh, study that was done for 12 weeks. Mm. And there is 50 healthy participants to start. One group used 0.5% Bakuchio twice daily. The other group used 0.5% retinol once daily. This is a very important difference here. And after all the exclusion criteria and a couple people dropping out, it ended up about just a little bit over 20 participants in each group. Then they, the researchers measured their wrinkles, basically looked at all signs of aging and um, compared the performance between these two groups. There's a actually pretty exciting findings there. All right, so let's go through a little bit of the data. So they first look at wrinkles, and they did find that both bacuchiol and retinol significantly reduce the surface area, the, the area of wrinkles. They're not actually looking at the wrinkle depth here. And then after that, they moved on to hyperpigmentation, um, where they also looked at the pigment intensity and the pigment surface area. And they actually generally found that both, um, for the most part, did decrease hyperpigmentation um, in these aspects. Um, overall, the conclusion for the most part is that these both were able to target these skin concerns effectively and generally performed on par. Um, however, there's one thing that we didn't share is the actual protocol here um, in that when you're actually applying it, Bacuchiol was applied twice a day for that same amount versus retinol, which is once a day. Yeah. Yeah. And I should, and we'll put the graphs up on the YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. They are trending in the same direction in terms of degree of improvement. But um, generally speaking, the retinol group still did a little bit better, even though they're trending in the same direction. Um, and yeah, overall, the study size isn't big enough for us to say like, oh, like mm-hmm. retinol is 100% better or Bakuchio is 100% on par. It just shows that this is promising that they're performing in very similar matters. And I do want to mention one point in this study, and that's the, they talk about how Bakuchio is a lot more gentle. Um, but they did note that Bakuchio users still experience redness, which is really important to think about because I think a lot of people feel like they're going to go in, especially if you have sensitive skin, um, and it should, it will have zero side effects. Um, but there is, they did mention that, which I think is important. So So, you know, when we were kind of talking about that conclusion in the beginning, we would say for the most part, yes, but just keep in mind, protocol is really important here. Retinol was only used once a day versus Bakuchio, which is used twice. Mm -hmm. And they, in some ways, make it seem like only retinol users experience some sort of side effect. Yeah, I also want to call out this little bit in the study. It says that one of the exclusion criteria is if they are pregnant or breastfeeding. Mm, that is because... Uh, very good, very good. <laughs> unlike a lot of marketing claims, Bakuchio has not been specifically studied for so their good. effects on pregnant or breastfeeding women. Yep. I know that because it's plant-based and not a true retinoid, sometimes they get they get touted as a pregnancy-safe retinoid or like a pregnancy-safe alternative to retinoid. Uh, we would say that's uh, really jumping the gun there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. Um, okay, so that's the comparison, but... 
What about if you combine it with other retinoids? Yeah, you actually see that a lot on products as mm-hmm. kind of like using Bakuchio as a buffer to boost the efficacy thereof uh, of, of existing retinoids. There is actually a study that looked at it in combination with retinol with an A, which I was very surprised. And in a way, I'm like, I couldn't figure out what product it's talking about. So keep an eye out for a product coming near you that has retinol <laughs> and Bakuchio. This is a very recent study. Oh, okay. Uh, so they actually did a lot here. They combined 0.1% retinol with a weirdly undisclosed amount of Bakuchio <laughs> and a moth bean extract. You know, I googled what moth beans was and uh, I don't know. Let me show you. That they use in curry. That looks delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So in theory, their theory is that it's um, the existence or the presence of Bakuchio and mopping extract, that combo, that this trio actives is going to enhance retinal uptake and retinal efficacy. And they actually took it through the whole journey. They started with in vitro. They looked at the gene expressions mm. and whatnot. I'm not going to share that table because it's very long. And it's, <laughs> it's yeah. And uh, when that's a, when that show promising signs, they put it through ex vivo, which is skin cutouts to kind of show that, okay, mm. like I think this kind of tracks. They actually use ex vivo studies to, um, they call it like to test irritation potential. But I'll be honest, I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I, I did not count that at all. I was like, it doesn't matter if it doesn't, irritate your dead punched out skin (laughs) you're still gonna have to test it on human skin (laughs) yep but luckily for us last but not least they did put it through Mm. a clinical test this is a relatively limited clinical test i actually i think it's a great first step but that's just what it is um this one this test has 34 women between the ages of 40 to 70 Mm. uh years old they use it just once a day this come this trio treatment Mm. um but they only use it they only test it for one month so we're Mm. not necessarily expecting life-changing results and we'll share the results up here you can pause if you want to take a look at the data it's a lot of numbers they didn't put in bar form which is a little frustrating but they look at parameters like firmness elasticity wrinkle count Mm -hmm. wrinkle volume wrinkle depth and skin uniformity for pigmentation Mm -hmm. and you'll see the more impressive results are up top with firmness and elasticity yeah and And wrinkles and wrinkles where 100 percent of the participant actually responded well and has shown a general wrinkle count decrease in just the four weeks the degree of improvement is not super duper impressive but this is only a four-week study yeah i would say the probably most impressive is the wrinkle count where they saw a 43 percent reduction um however for um the other stats firmness and elasticity you're looking at uh decrease of firmness in 5.6 percent and elasticity increase of 13.9 so i would say you probably just want to test for longer if you could yeah for sure we'll also put some representative before and after pictures up they uh i mean they only chose one subject and we'll assume this is a pretty one of the best responding patients but you can see that forehead wrinkles are greatly reduced really smooth yeah the um crow's feet are also visibly reduced Mm -hmm. so all in all actually pretty impressive for just 28 days totally i think like we've only shared these two um clinical studies but let's try to do a sum up and i actually think i'm going to share with you um there's a paper that actually also it's a review paper um trying to sum up all the study as well and i wanted to share their words their words not ours this person writes does bocuccio then deserve to be called plant-based retinol the answer to this question is not unequivocal (laughs) which is like a double negative to say like still doubtful despite many similarities in skincare effects it is not possible to say that the two substances are completely similar 
The mechanisms of action of Bacuchiol are still not fully known, so the lack of side effects cannot be confirmed. To answer this question, studies are still being conducted to better understand the mechanisms of action of Bacuchiol. Yeah. I thought this was a great summary. Yeah, it actually really sums up our feelings about it. We'll say that there's a couple claims we look out for, for sure, yeah. based on our findings. One is that it's an irritation-free, jump into it, <laughs> free-for-all, sensitive skin, redness, yeah. no problem. That is not true. <laughs> and I, I do want to share um, our little anecdote from us formulating the double play. Yeah. In the beginning, we also thought about using Bacuccio as kind of a booster, kind of like the um, retinol paper that we described. We're like, oh, okay, in theory, because it's, it's not a true retinoid, it doesn't tackle receptors, but working in a similar fashion. So that combo can be really cool and really impressive. It burned the crap out of my face. Yeah, we actually did a few um, sensitivity studies, like preliminary studies, and we found that it was actually a lot more irritating than we even then the actual retinal combos that we did yeah. just retinal oh yeah i think we did different levels we did like 0. 0.3 0. 0.5 0. 0.3 retinal with 0.2 percent bakuji yeah. or something like that and holy crap it was <laughs> aggressive some of them failed yeah was not expected. people are like ah! mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so definitely not a completely vanilla ingredient yeah. like some people let you to believe yeah um so that's that yeah so i think you know to sum up the meat part um we do want to say that even though we kind of talk about Bakuchio as if it's just new, like there's a lot of new data and it feels like, oh, there's still a lot more work to be done. Um, we can actually tell you that this is actually one of the uh, well-researched retinal alternatives. Um, you actually have comparative data. You've got a few clinicals out there. You know, we do want to share that Bakuchio is actually... Um, pretty well studied in the cosmetic space. Yeah, it's still com- what we would consider the best true retinal alternative mm-hmm. because of the data behind it. Mm-hmm. There are other extracts that sometimes gets called that, but they definitely don't come with any sort of comparison test done against retinal. Yeah, it's been clinically tested. We should uh, remind you guys, it's not an irritation-free retinal replacement. And okay, the actual question we want to know, can it replace retinol? I think that's still hard to say. Yeah. Um, and it could be that they're going to move towards looking at maybe increased concentrations of Bacuchiol. Um, So I would say the jury's still out on whether or not it's a true replacement of retinol. Yeah. So all in all, I think it's a pretty exciting molecule, just not quite ready to call it a full-on retinol replacement. So yeah, we will take a quick break here and let's talk about how to shop for it and how to put it in your routine. Hey, are you just finding out about our Chemist Confession skincare line? Curious to try, but commitment is just hard right now? Well, you can check out the Experiment Kit. This travel size deluxe set features the greats. You get a full routine of our Blink Slate Cleanser, Aquafix, Mr. Reliable Moisturizer, and the Better Oil. And on top of that, you actually get an AHA booster of choice. In this kit, we'll teach you how to layer based on your skin needs or maybe even wherever you're traveling to. So treat your skin to a little experiment. And for all podcast listeners, please use promo code CCPODCAST2024 to get 15% off your first order. All right, let's talk about how to use Bacuccio in my routine and really, what should I buy? Okay, well, the first part is more clear. Um, So in tests, uh, you can use Bacuccio twice daily at 0.5%. Do want to mention that a uh, little insider knowledge for you. Bakuchiol is actually not that stable. So do keep that in mind. Um, we do find that, um, you know, don't think that it's a retinal alternative and just leave Put it in your car to window. bake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't 
challenge your skincare products like that. Yeah, and Bakuchio is also oil-based. So use it towards the end of your routine. We'll say it's pretty much in line with the other retinoids. Um, there are some oils out there too. Yeah. Um, so we would want to use that in the later half quarters. Right yeah, now. for sure. So start with, you know, cleanse your serum, hydrating, soothing, whatever you prefer, all your water stuff, and then follow up with your Bakuchio. And if it's an oil, you can mix in with your moisturizer or use just use it alongside your moisturizer. Totally. Now, let's briefly touch on product landscape. Um, I actually found myself to be a little perplexed shopping for Bakuchio. Um, I think in this category, I feel like you're, you look <laughs> to this category because you want a more chill retinoid experience. And although it's hard for us to say it's a true retinol replacement, it's definitely in the anti-aging realm. And I think... What you'll find is that uh, the product category for the most part is actually not that chill. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these, um, as we mentioned before, are blends with other pretty major hitting actives. Mm -hmm. So you've got Paul Joyce. It's, um, they have it in two products. Their discoloration serum with tranexamic acid and their retinol. Um, they have it in combo with retinol. Ole Henriksen does a blend with HAs. We've also got the uh, blends with peptides, and I do want to caution you guys on that realm. Um, they use it at 1% bakuchio, uh, bakuchio, which is fine, but the peptides we've found are general plant extracts, so we can't really speak to the peptide part. <laughs> so those are the general blends you may find. Um, now, I think for us, I think if you want to try this category, I find myself wanting a product with just Bakuchio. Yeah. Um, and so the Inky does sell one and then uh, Typology has one. They're both at 1%. So that would be the other avenue if you're just trying. But I think with the other blends with retinol and HAs, I feel like that's more of an actually more aggressive stance. For sure. I mean, yeah, Victor is absolutely right. It boils, boils down to why you want to try Bakuchio in the first place. If the reason is, I just can't tolerate retinoids. I want a more gentle experience. Proceed with caution and proceed with products that basically only has Bakuchio. Yeah. Something like a Paul's Choice with Transamic and Bakuchio can also be okay to start with yeah. because Transamic is a pretty mild ingredient as well. Um, so yeah, just be aware of the other retinoid blends and also blends with AHAs. Totally. All right, so let's move on to a few of your questions answered. Uh, Mira Andy Mira asked how to use Bakuchio in combo with retinoin carefully <laughs> cautiously yeah so Slowly. based on the test yes um with the combination with existing retinoids maybe an interesting one but it can be very aggressive so we would say only if you have a very firm handle on your retinoid routine you don't experience irritation would i say oh maybe you can try adding bakuchio bakuchio could be used twice daily but in this case i would limit it to once daily and if you can find a 0.5 percent start with that yeah next question this is from at stellbell 20 if we only use Bakuchio, can we continue to use it and see the same benefits as retinol? Ooh, this is a good study. Good question. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, in turn, it depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Right? If you're looking for wrinkles, it does seem like it's trending in the similar direction as a retinol. It isn't activating your retinoic acid receptor. So in terms of long-term deep tissue, plumping, collagen, like skin density, the jury's a little bit out for that. We should mention that Bakuchio in the very early days was actually looked at for acne, um, but because there are better acne options out there, I, we just didn't really mention that. So yes, it has multifaceted benefits, but does it line up the same way as retinol? That's honestly really hard to tell. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so I think to sum that up, um, what are your goals? Mm -hmm. um, how's your skin doing with retinol? 
um, are what are the aspects of retinol you like and I guess want to replace Bacuchiol with. Consider all of these factors and then decide. All right, last question. This is from at Sophie C3862. Does Bacuchio actually work? Is there good data? So we've just shared a couple clinicals. Um, we do feel comfortable recommending Bacuchio. Um, I definitely think it's a great addition to an anti-aging routine. Yeah. We're just waiting for more data to share. That's really it. Yep, surprisingly solid. It does work and do something for your skin. But yeah, that's um, that's going to be our episode. Yeah, so hopefully that has been helpful to you for those that are curious about this plant extract that's always linked to retinol. Gloria, where can they find us? You can find us on our website at chemistconfessions.com. You can DM us on Instagram at chemist.confessions. When we are preparing new episodes, we also pull you for your questions on the ingredient at hand that on instagram so keep an eye out for that and last but not least you can write to us at info at chemistconfessions.com and we will see you guys next week see ya bye